the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Amplified Peace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Amplified Peace. We are all about exploring how we can listen, learn, and live differently in this crazy world. Together, we want to discover the impact of empathy, the strength of unity, the power of love, and the beauty of humanity. I'm your host, Lisa Jernigan. So let's jump in and let's have some fun. As I was thinking about this podcast today, um, you know, stories, I was thinking about stories, and everyone loves a good story. And stories play such a vital part of our lives. And our lives are lived and interpreted through stories. And we all know Jesus was a master at storytelling. And this is what was a way that he communicated with people and answered questions so many times, these parables that had these hidden, hidden meanings and were just rich. At Amplified Peace, we want to create a better story together, individually for each one of us and collectively as we move forward in this world. And we truly believe that we can create a better story a better way to live through peacemaking. And so on this podcast each week, we will be listening to stories from some of the most amazing storytellers of our time who are also practitioners of peacemaking in various ways. Well, today I am thrilled to have Julie Bean, the executive director of Amplify Peace, who is an amazing human being. She's an incredible storyteller, and she's also my good friend. For over 20 years, she worked with a major banking institute and was a senior leader and executive VP. When I first met Julie, she was living on Miami Beach, actually overlooking the ocean and just taking in the views. But today she lives in Arizona in the desert with a much different lifestyle. (laughs) Thanks, Fred, for joining the show. How are you? So good. So good. So good to be here. Thanks, Lisa. Well, we have heard from um, so many people who have, um, as they say, climbed the ladder in corporate America and have found success with that. And then they get to a point in their life where they're like, you know, I want a little bit more. I mean, the success, it's great, but it's still not as fulfilling as I thought it would be. And so they they kind of start searching for meaning or for significance. We've heard that term moving from success to significance. And in many ways, this has been a part of your recent story. And I find it fascinating every time we, because we talk about it a lot. It's like what, what you, what you did and what you're doing now. And just that journey and that transition has been pretty remarkable. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about that journey? Cause I, I think people can identify in that space. And so, um, share us a little bit about who Julie Bean is. (laughs) Well, I can share a little bit about how I came to this place, which is completely unexpected, actually. So as you said, um, my background is in uh, the corporate world. And I had uh, been working for uh, a major bank, as you mentioned, uh, for over 20 years and living in Miami Beach. And I had lived in multiple markets and multiple cities around the country over the years. And Absolutely loved my job, loved 
uh, being a leader and um, had a passion, still have a passion for leadership. And yeah, there were just different circumstances and uh, non-coincidences that brought me to this place. I mean, it, it was amazing. I was, um, I had a friend who um, owned businesses and led organizations. He's Egyptian. And he, uh, this is a few years ago, three and a half-ish plus years ago. And he asked me to do some speaking at a conference in Morocco. Um, so I did that and uh, spoke on women in business and women in leadership. And it really, I mean, such an amazing experience. It totally uh, changed me in so many ways. Um, being in that country and we spent about a week uh, with an underground church there and it was just really impactful to me. And then, um, and then I also went to Cairo, Egypt and did some speaking there and just spending time with um, Christian communities around the world. It, it's, it just changed and started to really transform um, and expand my worldview. And it opened up all these questions and seeing things in different ways and theology and how culture impacts uh, theology and the church and different things. And um, yeah, it was really beautiful. And then through connections with that, and uh, I met you and and you and I went to dinner and you shared all of your vision about Amplify Peace. And I remember just sitting across the table thinking, oh my gosh, like she's really speaking my heart. Like this is incredible. Um, this is exactly what I'm experiencing and thinking about and sort of wrestling through. And I'd love to uh, be involved. And, and you said, you know, why don't you come alongside and, and help with this? And I thought, um, I would love to. I mean, I, I feel like I've got a, somewhat of a big job here that I've got to focus on. But, um, you know, let's think about it in the future. Let's pray about that. And then three months later, uh, after meeting you, and again, being with this company for 20 plus years, and I, um, they had a major divestiture. Mm -hmm. And it changed everything. And um, as you remember, I called in and I said to you, hey, listen, did you pray that my job would go away? Is that what's going on here? And um, so anyway, I continued conversations with leaders there at the bank and uh, talking about different positions and different roles that I could continue with. And my heart just wasn't in it. And I, I just kept coming back to I felt like God was really calling me to this work and to amplify peace. And um, anyway, in the end. Uh, nine months later, I moved to Mesa, Arizona, started working for a nonprofit, Amplify Peace, never looked back. And I, as I recall, I said, um, I don't have any money to pay you, but I'll give you some of the most amazing experiences of your life. Right? And you, and you know that I've said so many times that I've only gained. I mean, it's just been such an incredible journey. And, you know, people, you mentioned that phrase from success to significance and, and, Honestly, all throughout my career, I knew that that was what God had purposed me to do, purpose for me to do at that time. And I knew that God was in it and that he, um, you know, really led and directed me every step of the way in impacting people's lives that I worked with and who worked for me. And uh, I just didn't expect that it would lead in this direction. And this is, again, significant, purposeful, and really my heart's passion. It's incredible to be, and I'm honored to be doing this work with you. Well, and I'm honored to have you along. I, and one of the things I remember about that, we went, we did dinner that first time we met you. We went to Taquitos and guacamole. Right. And I'm sharing this vision. And I share this vision often with people. And you know, a lot of people will go, tell me about it, and I'll share. 
And then, you know, a lot of times people will go, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to do this. I want to be a part of it. And you're like, okay, here's some things. And I know deep down inside, they're not, that they have really great intentions and they love it. And I'll get that. That's really nice. That's a great vision. But you were different because you went back and I, I, I gotta be honest. I think I left that dinner going, well, that's nice. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed her. She's great, but I will probably never see her again. Um, honestly, because that's been the pattern. And yet we just started having conversations and, mm-hmm. and, and it just led and I, you know, it really was one of those divine appointments. Yeah. And even now, I mean, we've talked about it, knowing me and, and how close we are now and how much we've worked together and, and how you know me now, you know, that, um, me, you know, having that conversation with you and saying, I really feel like this is what God's calling me to do and in stepping out in a different way, how much that is not me. Right. Mm-hmm. And just normally staying the course and this is my, these are my goals and objectives and here we go. So this was, this was clearly a divine moment. Well, and one of the things and you have done, cause you came totally out of that corporate world. And I remember when you, okay, moved, here we go. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> and I just got to share a story because it's just so funny because I, but it, but it's to your credit because anytime God calls us somewhere, are you, fin- we talked a couple uh podcasts ago about God's prompting with Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And truly was God was prompting you and no doubt ready. And you had that moment and God had stirred your soul and opened up your heart. Your heart was open yeah. to leading mm-hmm. and you step, he kind of was opening the doors and you walk through. So it's like, there's God's part and there's our part to that. But I remember one of the first times you were here and I said, Hey, I am, I'm starting a friendship with um, a native American woman because I realized throughout COVID that, you know, I had, with Amplify Peace, we'd been taking people on trips in different places around the world where there was conflict, Israel, Palestine, Rwanda, um, South Africa, and places in the Middle East to just sit and listen to stories, especially from women and sitting in refugee camps and just, you know, being in proximity with people who were having to live the atrocities of division and war and and just to listen, to go there to listen. And it really impacted me. It's like you've had, you know, I don't think you get into this work unless you've had kind of one of those transcendent moments. Mm-hmm. It's got your attention, showed you something that you go, now that I've seen, I can't unsee. Mm-hmm. And so you just take the next step. You don't know where it's going to lead you, but you just take the next step. So when you moved out here, I was, because we couldn't travel, COVID had shut down our traveling abroad. And so I just remember started asking questions like, well, who is my neighbor locally? If I can't travel locally, who do who are the invisible people in my own community um, that I'm not seeing? And it just opened the door to Native Americans here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I came to discover that 25 minutes from my home is, is a beautiful Native American community that I had never really seen. And God opened the door through circumstances, through a, a learning experience that we had created with a, with a woman. And it was I was just starting a, a friendship with her. And I knew that especially when you, and you've realized this from traveling in the Middle East, quite a bit in different cultures, it takes time to establish trust, mm-hmm. right? Because here's this white American woman coming in and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely. Uh, take this slowly, right? So I knew like, okay, you got it. This is a sacred space you're entering and you're a friendship. And I remember you came in to visit and I said, okay, we're going to go meet with her. And we're driving in the road, down the road. And you were just new here, Right. And I'm driving. I was actually visiting. This was the the visit before I moved. So I was checking everything out. 
I'm like, okay, let's go out and see and what's going to happen. And what is this work with Amplify Peace and Lisa? And is this really what, what God has? And it was a, it was a visit. It was a precursor. You were testing. Go ahead. Yes. Right. Yeah. I had had to really perform on this one, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I remember set up all these meetings, right? So one of them we're driving to, to meet with her and you turned to me just as serious as you could do. And you're like, okay, so I want to know what the objectives and the goals of this meeting, like, what are the things we're going to walk away with? And so, so I know how to enter that. So what is the thing? What is the goals, the objectives? And you're just going into this whole corporate thing, right? And I remember listening to you and then I just turned to you and I said, hold on, hold on. I'm going to share from, and it's always hard to do this kind of a podcast, right? Because, and, and we didn't pre-plan this so that it would be, you know, just honest and spontaneous and all that kind of stuff. But so I, as you said, very much in the mindset of my role for all the years and um, and before I came and having a conversation with you and I said, why don't you just fill the day with meetings, which is like typically my MO if I'm going into the market with a leader or whatever, fill the day with meetings and um, and we can connect and get to know people that we'll be working with, that we're building um, partnerships with, that you know we're putting programs and projects together with. And so you set up all the meetings and we're, you pick me up from the airport and we're driving and you're telling me about where we're headed, our first meeting. And I said, okay, as you said, so let's talk through what are the objectives of the meeting? What are our goals? What are we going to plan to walk away with? What objections do we anticipate? What are our strategies and ideas and in navigating and overcoming those objections? And you're just sort of looking at me and driving and looking at me. And, and you said, I just want to build a relationship with her. Exactly. And I said, okay, I appreciate that, but that's great. I think it's important that we don't, that we respect each other's time and that respect, we respect her time, not waste her time. So really coming with a clear idea of what our action steps will be. So corporate, right? Well, it was so funny because I said, well, the goal, like my total win with this is that she'd want to be again. <laughs> and as I, as I recall, we went and had the most amazing time. We spent, I think, two to three hours. She's like, can I take you into the community? She introduced us to like the governor of the community. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we were saying we were sisters, right? And oh, yeah. It, and I just, re- I do remember getting in the car, driving away, going, <laughs> uh, we hit our goal. <laughs> right. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I mean, that was really impactful. And just to the extent that I, I mean, how much I've learned from you and in that regard and how powerful and how important it is um, in focusing. It's all about relationships mm-hmm. and the power of proximity. And that's so that carries into everything that we do. It carries into all of our workshops and trainings and immersive encounters and um, yeah, really powerful, but a, a huge lesson for me. And, and being in uh, this, in this space and doing this work now and, you know, having that background in the corporate world, I've really learned how to navigate in, in bringing all of the gifts and talents and experience that I had previously um, and, and understanding which of those are really the most beneficial and which of those to leave behind. So um, yeah, that was our first experience and that was great. I thought you were going to tell the story about how I fell out of the bus. So I'm glad you didn't tell that story. I, well, that's, that can be for another podcast. We can't, <laughs> we can't do everything in this one, but I have learned so much from you too. You have made, you've completed me because I tend to be that visionary and that creator and I see everything as a possibility mm-hmm. and I'm great and I want to change and I want to transform. 
And you always have this idea that, and I love this analogy, you're like, you bring a bunch of helium balloons into the room, they walk in with you, and your goal is to decide which balloons to bring down, tie down and to make happen. Absolutely. You make it happen. And you figure it out, you're outstanding with strategy, and you make you make it happen. And so together, it's been such a joy Mm -hmm. to bring our talents together. And that's what we want for people. It's like find people that don't always have the same gifts that you do. And let's take that farther. Don't always have the same experiences, mindset, culture, whatever that of you, because we tend to isolate ourselves and to surround ourselves with people just like us. Mm -hmm. And one of the things in peacemaking is how do we step across? How do we go beyond and, and become friends with people that have a different story Mm -hmm. than we do? To, to listen, as we say, post ourselves as listeners and as learners um, so that we can live differently. And I think that's such an important, that has really impacted me. I've tried to live by those, like tell myself, just listen. This is a moment to just listen. And I've learned many things from this journey. But one of the things is I know I have opinions, but it doesn't mean I always need to share them. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. And- knowing when to use your voice, when not, and then how to use your voice. Mm-hmm. What are some of the takeaways from this journey? I know there's so many, but what are the couple of learning points for you in this journey of peacemaking that you have discovered that maybe you weren't anticipating? You know, um, I mean, before and initially listening, and I know uh, a lot of times when people hear about Amplify Peace in our work and they're, you know, they don't really, what is peacemaking? You know, what does that look like? What does that mean for me? What does it mean to be a peacemaker? And it's just been the most incredible journey. And uh, I mean, just the most, the greatest honor to do this work uh, with you and um, and sharing all these experiences that we've had. But one of the things, you know, we talk a lot about the need. I mean, we all see this need for unity and crossing lines of difference and engaging in conversation and healing across uh, those those points of polarization, division, and um, and having justice and loving others in in a different way, and so we all see that around the world, the the conflict and division within our own communities, uh, within the church uh, division, and the need for for that reconciliation and healing. But one of the things I didn't really expect and really shifted my perspective is the impact and the transformation for me individually in my own heart and in who I am and the transformation and how this work really um, allows us to experience and see God in a whole different way. You know, how we love differently and loving our neighbors and, um, you know, being one as, as Jesus prayed. And um, it just, it changes who we are and, it's hard to describe, but, you know, in the experience with me and hearing from others, I just, I believe that in order for us to really be all that God has designed for us to be, um, we have to learn and see ourselves living and loving in this different way. And the transformation in ourselves and our own hearts and how we experience those relationships and, and, and seeing God differently and seeing others created in the image of God it's it's hard to describe how that transforms you, but um, it's powerful. I, I love all that you just said, because it does start with us. 
we, you can't give away what you don't own. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. what you realize it's like you want to focus out there. Yeah. Those people. But really, it starts inside of us going, right. who am I? Am I using my words? Well, am I is my are my actions and my words providing healing and restoration? Or are they creating division and conflict? And that's that's only only ourselves can answer that question, right? It can answer that for us. And it goes back to what we said earlier about relationships. And like what you said, we see division, polarization, but it's it's from broken relationships, right? So, you know, one of our challenges, our listeners, as you're listening to this, are there relationships in your life right now that need healing? Right. And I, one of the first steps is how do you just pray? Mm-hmm. Just pray, pray for that person, pray for yourself, your own heart. Is my heart right in this? And, you know, one of the principles of peacemaking that we have seven principles, but one of them is we choose relationships over the need to be right. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one because we are wired to want to be right. And we'll fight for that and we'll debate for that and we'll go to great lengths and we'll, we'll sever relationships over being right. And how do we just, how do we start valuing people and the relationships we have? Cause that's at the end of the day. That's really what matters, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it, the, I mean, as you mentioned, and there's just story after story after story. We've, um, you know, with our workshops and trainings and just that incredible uh, power and just the joy and fullness of seeing people um, really see and understand themselves as peacemakers and then the difference that they can make in their own lives, in their communities, but also within their family and within their friends. And, People come back to us and say, you know, like the, the workshop in Portland that we had and, and people came back to us and said, you know, I can have conversations with those that see things differently than I do, that have different opinions, potentially political differences, faith differences. I can have conversations that I couldn't have before and how powerful that is. And, and it'll be heated. Right. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. And that's, that's our passion and that's our work is really, you know, how can we help um, others enter into that place of, you know, being a peacemaker and having and seeing themselves and their identity as a peacemaker and, you know, creating tools and education and training and experiences and immersive encounters to bring people into those spaces for transformation um, with themselves, but then also um, outward, outwardly in their relationships with others. And one of the things that we are both passionate about individually, but even as Amplify Peace is just creating this army of peacemakers mm-hmm. to go out, to unleash, to launch, helping people, like you said, discover that as part of their identity. Mm-hmm. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And that's an, that's an identity of ours that it, to embrace. And then how does that cause us to live differently, to show up in this world, show up in our families, show up to ourselves? show up in our workplace and in our churches and our communities and be agents of positive change with that. Right. right? To come together and discover the how, how Mm -hmm. we do that. It's beautiful. Oh, and one story, you know, we have so many stories and I loved how you shared the the, you know, in in Portland, which is with those young adults that were, Mm -hmm. were sharing that. But I remember on a trip because a lot of our work is how do we, um, help people restore their dignity. People have dignity. It's not ours to give or take, yeah. but it's ours to bring out, right? To help highlight your dignity. And I remember on a on a on one of our immersive encounters, 
there was um, a young professional woman that was working in an industry where where the um, the underserved would have to mm. apply to get money, right? And they would they would send in their application, and they were a number. And so they the number would go before a board to decide if they were worthy, if they could get this money. And she, because of this whole thing with identity of peacemaker, how do we restore people's dignity? How do we see every human being as an image bearer of God? She's like, how do I apply this to my my job, my work every day? And she went back and she thought, you know what? Instead of having people be a number, what if we allow them, we videotape them sharing their story briefly and, and the need. And then that's what the board would see, would they see these short little videos. So it's not a number, but they saw their face. They looked into their eyes and it transformed and they, they adopted that into their company as a policy going forward. And it has changed people's lives because their dignity was restored and honored and people got to see them as a number, but as a human being. Mm-hmm. Powerful, powerful things. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to go. This went by way too fast. I think. We okay. To- so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up by, you know, we always uh, have in the podcast where we ask the guest, finish the sentence. A peacemaker mm-hmm. is. So Lisa Jernigan, the founder of Amplify Peace, I ask you, how would you finish that sentence? Uh, I knew you're going to do this. I didn't know that. I was going to do it to you first, but you beat me really quickly. I would say there's so many answers, but I would say a peacemaker is willing to get into the messiness of life, the messiness of division and polarization and conflict and stand in the injustice, not opposing people, but opposing the injustice that's being inflicted and be willing to be, to get beat up for it, have the scars to go. How do we live as reconcilers, as healers, see that as our identity? How do we, how do we change conversations? How do we show up in that way to love and to be, to be Jesus in our mm-hmm. words and our actions and to promote peace, that shalom, that wholeness and believe that it can happen. I think a lot of times we go, there's so much going on. I don't really think that can happen, but believe it can happen. Amen, and, sister. Right. Well, we just want to thank everyone <laughs> for being a part of this podcast and the Amplify Peace community. For more information on living as a peacemaker in today's world, Connect with us at AmplifyPeace.com and you can follow us on all social media. Shalom. This program was sponsored by Amplified Peace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.